We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on? Everybody okay? They got a call. Said there was trouble in the house. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, you all need to look around. It's a little wet for practice, don't you think? Don't the girls have schoolwork to do? They do their homework. Tundi's first in her class. Lynn and Isha are too. Now I don't even mind you saying we hard on these kids. You know why? Because we are. That's our job, to keep them off these streets. You want to check on the kids? Let's check on the kids. We got future doctors and lawyers, plus a couple tennis stars in this house. The chances of achieving the kind of success that you're talking about is just very, very unlikely. Okay, you're making a mistake, but I'm gonna let you make it. Watch me hit a few balls. All right. So tell me your names again. I'm Venus. I'm Serena. So what'd you think? I wrote me a 78-page plan for their whole career before they was even born. Yeah, baby, yeah! <laughs> These girls so great, how come I've never heard of them? They're from Compton. It's okay. They're just not used to seeing good-looking peoples like us. She's nervous. Take a step up. Maybe she ought to take a few more steps up. Just get someplace safe. I think you might just have the next Michael Jordan. Oh, no, brother man. I got me the next, too. This next step you about to take. You're not gonna just be representing you, you're gonna be representing every little black girl on earth. They're not gonna let you doubt. How could you? This world ain't never had no respect for Richard Williams, but they gonna respect y'all. You gonna walk out there with your head up. You are a champion, and the whole world know it. The most dangerous creature on this whole earth. It's a woman who know how to think. Yes, Daddy. Ain't nothing she can't do. You gonna show them how dangerous you are? Venus and Serena gonna shake up this world. Venus Williams, who is your best friend? You, Daddy. Serena Williams, who is your best friend? Venus. Thank you. Thank you. After Venus. For this bonus review, we are talking about tennis. That's right. 
This is now a sports podcast. We were talking about King Richard, the biopic about Richard Williams, the father of tennis all-time greats, Venus and Serena Williams. Uh, this movie is available on HBO Max as well as nationwide in theaters. It is directed by Reynaldo Marcus Green, who you'll know from movies like Joe Bell and Monsters of Men. Uh, it is starring Will Smith as King Richard, Demi Singleton as Serena Williams, Sanaya Sydney as Venus Williams, uh, Anjanu Ellis as Oracine Brandy Williams, who uh, was Will Smith, who's Richard Williams' wife uh, during the time that they raised Venus and raised and trained Venus and Serena. John Berenthal as tennis legendary tennis coach Rick Macy and Tony Goldwyn as legendary tennis coach Paul Cohen. Uh, the Plot synopsis, according to Letterbots, Richard Williams serves as a coach to his daughters, Venus and Serena, who will soon become two of the most legendary tennis players of all time. So where do you want to start first? Oz? I told you that we were going to do this in four parts. There's the Will Smith of it all. There's the Williams sisters of it all. There's the biopic of it all. And there's the sports movie part of this where would you like to start first uh i would like to talk about it as a as a williams family movie a richard williams movie first uh, okay and, let's and, do and, it and i want to split it up a little and and do it as a will smith movie last okay that's fine so williams family movie um i'm going to assume that people who follow us are big sports fans because most of our audience comes from Nick's Film School, and I'm, I'm thankful for those that don't because then it knows that the show is reaching places outside of the Nick's Film School, but, but while also appreciating the Nick's Film School film fans. Um, and I'm going to assume you know who the story of the Williams sisters. I know enough to know the liberties that this movie takes. I'm going to assume that you had more issues with the liberties that it takes than I did, though. So I'll let you have the floor. I I liked this movie. Let me say let me say that up front. But I wanted to get the bad out of the way first because I have a lot of things I I, I quite liked about it and want to mm -hmm. say say good things about it and be an optimist here. But I want to get the bad out of the way and 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 the bad for me and it's probably a problem with a, a whole mess of movies. I mean, when we were we usually we don't ever talk about anything. We only spent about a minute on it today mm -hmm. uh, when we were going to a screening of something else. But we we talked about it and I said that I, I I'm uncomfortable with these bio with these biopics where the people in the movie are also producing it and thus kind of guiding the narrative and steering plot points in certain ways and uh, I, you know, you raised Straight Outta Compton as an example. I think it's a good one. I think Rocket Man, the Elton John movie, is another another opposite one here. Look no further than Bohemian Rhapsody. I don't want to talk about that movie. But um, as far as like manipulated <laughs> the story based off the people producing oh, yeah. it. You know, that's a classic example. hundred percent. And I, I think my problem with this is that this, the, it, it look, I don't know that this is really a movie that can be spoiled, but the best scene in the movie is what I'm just going to call the kitchen scene. And if you've seen the movie, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. And it is a, a heated discussion between the two Smith, the Smith, Jesus, the two Williams parents <laughs> about. Uh, their relationship, their relationship to their daughters, how they're choosing to raise their daughters, the sacrifices they're both making, and you know whose dream is really being fulfilled in all of this. And it is the single time in this movie where it shows real bite and real acid and is the movie that I wish the entire thing was. And it seems to me that so much of the 
fair criticism of Richard Williams is is compartmentalized into this. It's the best part of the movie, but into this like seven minute block. And it's kind of a bummer that they played it safe. So this is an uplifting sort of pull yourself up by your bootstraps sort of movie about a very poor family from Compton trying to make it in this very white, wealthy sport of tennis. And I am no Richard Williams expert, but I generally understand it to be the case that they were rather well off, that Richard Williams chose to have them live in Compton because it would toughen up his daughters. I mean, there's interviews to this to this effect that are floating around out there. And I, I think there's a, a, a sort of crazed sport parent. It's clear the Williams sisters love their dad and wanted to create this this movie that that praises him in a lot of ways. But it is it is it's just difficult for me because I, I, I don't want to say like, here's how I'd have told the story better. It's that this is this is a person and these are people who are who have been at least as a sports fan a big part of my life for the last, you know, 25 years. And it's, it's difficult to divorce that reality when you're making biopics about people who are, who are not just still alive, but omnipresent in our daily lives. So I, I, I struggled with the way that this sanded down the rough edges. So couple of things to unpack there. First of all, there's a really good, not 30 for 30, but in honor of Title IX, ESPN did a nine for nine, and it's all documentaries about women. And they did a Venus versus that highlights a lot of the things that Richard Williams did for his daughters. I've never heard that they're well off. I'll just flat out say that. There may be interviews to that effect. I they may have been well off for Compton, but I had never heard that like they were in poverty by choice. So I'm not I'm not sure um, if you want to look that up. You can while, while I give my retort. I'll just say this, that the intensity that I saw um, in this movie was like 80 percent of what I had heard about him. There's like infamous stories that he would cut. He like banned them from dating and like banned them from reproducing that like most obsessive sports parents, they were like to only focus on tennis and getting better at tennis. There's a scene in the movie where CPS gets called on him and he defends it by saying like, it's not just like they have to get straight A's. It's not just my two tennis kids. It's all of my daughters. And as a result, the five of them are all successful today, although um, one of them was supposed to be there was a third Williams sister that was supposed to be a tennis star, but she had a back injury and unfortunately didn't follow in the path of Venus and Serena. Having the, said the all Cooper Manning of the lot. quite literally the Cooper Manning of the group, um, having said all of that, my issue with the the image rehabilitation that seems to be here is less about. Because you mentioned the kitchen scene, and I even go a step further that the kitchen scene into the last Venus training scene at night on the court where her dad finally opens up to her about why he's so scared to make her go pro, to let her go pro. And he finally opens up about his own insecurities. That, to me, made the movie more than just your generic sports movie. And actually showed some of the walls being torn down for Richard Williams. That he wasn't, you know, he was a hard ass. He was stubborn. 
but it's because of his lack of trust in this society, in this system, in the world that they're entering into, in tennis and the country club world that that exists that's mostly white. And yet the rest of the movie almost gives him a pass because we know the ending because we like, first of all, there's just certain things that just do not happen that, that are manufactured, but are told to us, the audience that we know because Serena plays such a, a back background character to her sister, which is how we originally experienced the Williams sisters. We heard about Venus, then her, younger sister came along there is a scene where serena's looking out onto the court of the tournament that her sister's about to play in tomorrow and richard williams walks over and be like just letting you know i'm tough on your sister because i know you're going to be the greatest of all time yeah that never happened but okay executive producer serena williams um all that to say i think i think i give it more of a pass because of they get the essence of Richard Williams right. And I think that at least they got enough for me that the liberties that they take aren't too egregious. Like there's the way that his marriage to their mom ended is well documented and would very much ruin the story. But, you know, I I guess for the time period that they told this story, I was okay with the liberties that they took at least. Um, yeah. Just to uh, fact check myself. Uh, Please yeah, close that sh- loop. If you could sh- uh, shout out to my friend and our listener, Justin Gerald, who's been posting a lot about this movie. Um, even though Richard is depicted as being, and I'm quoting a slate article as being so protective of his family and determined to keep them off the mean streets. In fact, the Williams has had the money to move out of the neighborhood. Venus spent her first three years in sleepy long beach, California before Richard deliberately moved the family to Compton over the objections of his wife because he believed the tough environment would give the girls a fighter's mentality. Quote, what led me to Compton was my belief that the greatest champions came out of the ghetto. He wrote, I had studied sports successes like Muhammad Ali and great thinkers like Malcolm X. I saw where they came from. He also told CNN, there was no place in the world that was rougher than Compton. The ghetto will make you rough. It'll make you tough. It'll make you strong. And so that's why I went to Compton with them. So it is that's a, quite literally what happened then. OK, yeah, those are those are those are as best I can tell quotes from Richard Williams about his his thought process here. And just generally, I, I had a notion you you raised a number of examples of it, um, like the pregnancy and dating and all that mm-hmm. um, uh, of someone who uh, look it. It, there's, there are, you know, there's, there's like Eric Lindros's dad on one side of the crazy scale. You know, there's like a whole sliding scale of like crazy sports parents. Brian Bosworth. Yeah. 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 But there's a whole, there's a million examples that we could go to, but you know, it, it's, it's, cl- it's clear to me that Richard Williams exists on the scale more than this movie depicts more on the, the crazy scale. And I, I, I just, that's a more interesting story to me. And look, what we got, I do want to say is what we got is something valuable. We got something that is not made by the studio system, which is to say an uplifting, positive family drama about a black family. It's not something that the studio system makes. And that that is a, a net good thing. And it's a good movie. And it gave Anjanae Ellis a huge, uh, huge, huge moment here. But um, yeah, I just, it, it's, it's, I hate, hate it. I'm doing it a lot lately and I don't know why. Maybe it's just the, the movies we're talking about, but there's a lot of like how I wish I'd have done it better comments that I'm making here. And that, that's the only, I shouldn't walk out of a movie about this, about this person, about Richard Williams. And really the, in fairness, the second act of, or the final act of this movie isn't really about him anymore, which is the point, but I, I shouldn't walk out of a movie about this person with such a, uh, 
sanded down understanding. See, I'm actually going to disagree with you that I think you're, you're meant to walk out of this thinking about how we've always thought about Richard Williams. Because there was, there was an era in this country when they were rising to fame and he was like, he was as intrusive with the media and as overbearing an image, a, a person and a, a, a celebrity, if you want to say during their rise as the movie depicts. And there was a lot of language that dog whistling, that's up oh, angry, overprotective black man. Like he's stubborn. He's, um, yeah. he's, he's incompetent. He's going to ruin it all. And, we're meant to reconsider how we treated him back then. I think that is how we're supposed to look at it. And look, let's get, like you said, let's get the bat out the way now. I agree with that essence. And if Venus and Serena sought out to executive produce this movie to say, you guys called my dad a nutcase and look at where we got. We're validating everything he did by letting this be the version that you see of our story. Then fine. The problem is because we know the ending, there was no way to not validate. And some of these things are questionable. Just because one got it right doesn't mean there aren't other examples hinted at in the movie where this goes wrong. So that's where I had a hard time being like, there's no ever time where you actually question Richard because we know the ending. We know the end result. And it, it's just, I don't know, it's, it, it's not a storytelling flaw, but I found myself every time I personally thought, man, like, Richard, take the deal. Like, let them go pro being like, well, like, I know the end result that just because he's stubborn here, he gets to be right because of what Venus and Serena became. So I think, I, don't know, I think Venus and Serena wanted to defend their dad while also not took looking at tennis culture at large and the overprotective and overbearing parent at large, which could have been done. Having said all of that, as we transition into the good, man, the the actual movie that we got, I thought was actually pretty effective. And for a two and a half hour tennis movie, I was never bored. I was captivating by our lead performance, which we'll end with. And as a sports movie, which we don't get a lot of those that are good these days, I was pretty invested in a story that I knew the ending of. I really found it an effective, you know, emotionally manipulative storytelling mm -hmm. device. I, I thought it worked. I was, I was geeked at the end of this movie. I was fired up and it's because you have a lot of really, really good actors in this thing. And it's not just, it's not just Smith and Ellis are obviously the stars. The, the two girls who play who play Venus and Serena are both, particularly Serena, I, I thought were fantastic actresses and child actresses, child actors are always gambles. And these, these were very, very good ones. Um, I also, I, I thought John Bernthal mm. is just, wow. I love that guy. I think he's great and everything. I, I, but he always plays, you know, some version of the Punisher and to see him playing, so against type here, I think is really effective. There's another movie that's used him similarly called Wind River, which is quite good. But um, that guy's a really good character actor. He's he's sort of stuck in this like action gear thing, and I hope he doesn't end up doing too many MCU projects over the next couple of years that like take him off the grid because this guy should be like character actor go to in every single thing for for the next twenty years. He's fucking great. 
Did you know how the final tournament was going to go? Did you know the ending going into this movie? Um, I, I, I'm a little, yes, I knew the ending generally, but I, 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 I was confused in parts because my sort of vague historical understanding, I think I saw the nine for nine a couple of years ago. Cause I remember I watched it, it. It's not standing out to me clearly, but I believe I saw that. Um, and just generally I, I, I've, I'm not a huge tennis fan, but I'm enough of a sports <laughs> fan that it's, it's sort of present on my radar. So the, the answer is mostly yes, though I understand there's some liberties taken with the timelines and exactly how everything played out anyway in this. So, okay. We'll, we'll just hint at spoilers here because I'm assuming people have seen it. Venus's first tournament when she goes pro, um, she takes the number one woman's tennis player in the world at the time. Um, she takes her to the distance. She's up one set. She went, she wins the first set and is up three, one in the second set. And then a, uh, I forget what it's called. It's called some kind of stoppage. Um, at, at tennis people that are listening to this will know what I'm talking about. Not a service stoppage, but basically you can call time out in tennis and take as long as you want. That is quite literally a, a flaw in the tennis system. Quite it's, it's like, it's like freezing the pitcher and like say I'm stepping out of the batter's box, but you could take as long as you want. That's it's literally what happens. It's like every time a Raldis Chapman pitches. Fair. That is coming from a place of pain right there. I apologize, Oz. All I could say is it could be worse. Shout out Edwin Diaz. Um, So it's like she, I knew she lost that tournament, is all I'm going to say. And it made the ending a little less climactic. But I think this, so I think we've gotten everything else out of the way. I agree with you about the Anjane Ellis scene and her performance as the mom when she goes across the street to talk to the nosy neighbor. I thought that was so good. Thought that was very effective. I like that they established that she was involved in the coaching as well, that it wasn't just King Richard, and that most of Serena's success is because she was taught by her mom, which was clearly a note given by executive producer. Serena Williams Um, (laughs) but in that final scene when it's clear that Venus is going to lose Richard realizes that I've got to go be there for my daughter and leaves the place where he was watching because there's this I guess tick that he has where he can't watch these matches a lot like from a seat he has to be standing and involved and like and pacing as he goes and he then realizes that the end is near and goes and sits with his family so that way he can be just a father in that moment i thought that was effective i agree and it's why man as we transition to the final part of this we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well being and proper recovery for top notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Will Smith, this is going to be his best chance to win an Oscar, it looks like. And I thought he hit a home run with this performance. Now, I have never told you my thoughts about Will Smith. And I don't want to debate you here or or set you up to like say something that's going to end our friendship. So I will just say this off the top. My favorite like sitcom, like live studio audience sitcom is The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Growing up the son of a pastor in a religious Christian household, I wasn't allowed to listen to music with bad words in it. So I found the loophole as a fan of rap music by listening to Will Smith, The Fresh Prince. So he's one of my all-time favorite rappers. He's one of my favorite movie stars, and he's the first actor whose filmography, whose whose movies, I started collecting. Like that was everybody knew for like the big when Andrew started getting into movies, the safe gift to get him that isn't like a Mets or a Jets or a Knicks shirt was a Will Smith movie on DVD or Blu-ray. And like I've since moved on from physical media, unfortunately. But there is a box at my house, my parents' house in Long Island that has all of my Will Smith DVDs up to a certain point. It He's easily my number one movie star. Now, I say movie star because as an actor, I feel like he's been hit or miss. And the Oscars rarely gives you gives me something to actually root for. I will be objective as someone on this podcast that's not just going to stand for somebody. And if I see something better, fine. If I see something better clearly or see something close, I'll probably still lean Will because I want it to happen. But I have now jumped on the bandwagon that I'm all aboard Will Smith winning his first Oscar just because I'd like to be able to say Academy Award winner Will Smith. Okay, Oz, I've put it out there. Your thoughts on Will Smith as Richard Williams and Will Smith as a whole. So, 
So <laughs> should I should I brace myself? <laughs> How can I put this? Mm-hmm. I think that Will Smith is perhaps of anyone over the last 25 or 30 years, mm-hmm. the single most underrated actor. <laughs> oh my God. Us. <laughs> I, I wish we were going to post video of that moment because I, I, uh, I just, Claudio's relief in that moment was incredible. But I, um, I, I might, I, I am recording on zoom. Maybe I'll for this, I'll post that. Oh my God. Scared the shit out of me. Man. I, I think that Will Smith, when he's, motivated and sometimes will smith is very bad let me get that out of the way but when will smith cares number one nobody has the sort of effortless charisma and charm every day the rock probably gets up and watches videos of will smith so that he could see how to be better than he could ever imagine being will smith is just as charismatic as a movie star in the modern era can possibly be but beyond that he's actually frequently very very good I, I, I have no idea how this movie has aged in the pop culture lexicon, but The mm-hmm. Pursuit of Happiness is an utterly brilliant, deeply, deeply moving performance that, that broke me before I was a father. And I imagine now with two kids, if I went back and watched that performance, watched how raw a lot of his work is there. It's, it's really a, perhaps the role where he's most stripped away from his like movie star artifice such. It's really good. Dude, the last scene in that movie when he gets the job and then goes outside and puts his hands up. Like, I'm, you are a human. I am a human. We have both overcome and dealt with adversity in our lives. Every single this part of my life is called happiness moment. I hear that score and I picture Will Smith walking down the steps. That to me until now, well, there's there's room to, there, there's an argument there, but that to me is his best performance. Uh, I, I, we're not, I guess we're not doing Will Smith anytime soon. Maybe, anytime maybe soon. For I was going to ask Day. you at the end, like what, like where we are right now on Will Smith, which is good that we're going to have like, you know, four months or so, although maybe for the Oscars, we'll do Independence Day so that way we can do a Will Smith movie. I think having, said idea, that, so. having said that, I'll let you continue. Uh, no, look, uh, there's a lot of stuff, even, even movies that aren't necessarily good, like Gemini Man is not a very good movie. The tech is kind of cool. But he's good. He does a good job. And it it has the sort of bullshit de-aging stuff that is annoying. But otherwise, he's good. He actually gives texture to these two different versions of this character in an effective way while still maintaining this sort of like stoic assassin character. I think he's a I think he's a very good, very underrated actor. It's not to say I think he's like the best actor on Mm -hmm. earth. I, I don't. But I think he's a fantastic movie star. The probably the best of the post- like Harrison Ford, Bruce Willis era of the sort of next generation from that. Um, and a, a genuinely good dramatic actor when he chooses to do that, which is unfortunately not not enough. Too much Bright and not enough King Richard. I think he, I mean, it's been well documented that his career choices are geared toward like bigger you know he's not always interested like leo and being selective in his well you know he is selective like leo in his roles but he's always thinking about the end result rather than just like would this be a good thing to put on my resume like he's not matt damon and that sure i'll do this movie like he's got leo's shot selection but doesn't have the same like quality or the acting ability as a leonardo dicaprio however 
man, like I even dug him as the genie or his version of the genie. I, I did too, even though that movie sh- didn't need to exist. But well, f- listen, we can do a whole pot on Disney movies that don't need to exist. But like, I was all aboard on like Hitch Genie, where he's just giving Aladdin dating advice throughout that movie. I was all for it. Everybody got upset with like, hey, the the CGI version of him, and then he looks like Will Smith through most of the movie. So I'm a okay with how it goes. Um, I thought the first first couple scenes in this movie, I heard Will Smith doing an accent, and before long, I was. I was yeah. This is he's disappeared. He's he's Richard now. I I officially you've transformed into this character, and I I was blown away by his performance. I had the exact same reaction right down to the first like twenty minutes or so of the movie. Mm-hmm. I, I found myself thinking like, oh no, this is another Renee Zellweger and Judy thing, and people have just like preordained that this is going to be the movie that wins this year, and I'm going to hate it because it it did at first, and I don't know if they filmed this in order or how they did it, and it could just be a a sort of buy-in and your mind adjusting to seeing Will Smith in a more sort of physically and vocally committed performance than what he usually does. I I didn't buy it in the first couple of scenes. It felt felt very shtick. And then all of a sudden, I can't even put my finger on like what scene it clicked for, but all of a sudden it clicked and I was like, shit, this, when it it wrapped up, I, I was like, wow, that was Damn, that was something pretty special from from uh, from a guy I like. So I I think it's I I think it's if not the best work of his career, close to it. I I quite 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 liked it. I was getting my concussion fear in in the first fifteen minutes because like oh. look, he got shit for the tell the truth line that's in the trailer. That's actually not a terrible performance. The story's just not as interesting as that movie made it out to be. Cause it like poses this theory or not even this theory, this conclusion that like football is killing people. And while you can do the cause and effect, CTE was in like its infancy at the time. And like, yeah, there are many factors to football being dangerous, but you know that, going in. Also, boxing's dangerous. Hockey's dangerous. Any sport that's contact is dangerous. And they made that movie about him to the point where like the NFL is the mafia. And I just, anyway, that's, there were, this isn't a, a concussion pot. I think he's fine in that movie. And the accent over time, he became that doctor. And I thought here it's the exact same where he, when he's like interjecting his coaching while uh, both, um, both the two coaches that he's gotten, like Rick Macy and the, I'm blanking on the other guy that, uh, uh, Tony Goldwyn, when Tony Goldwyn and and Baron Thal are both coaching, how Richard would interject, like, you got to keep your stance open, which again, goes back to what you opened with. Like, yeah, he gets to be right that he introduced the power era of tennis in women's tennis because he, he was right about that. But yeah, I, I have something to root for this Oscar season and I'm not, I'm not sure if this is bias or not. I'm not even sure this is the best thing I've seen Will Smith do, but I, I, I think if we're going to reward a man, is he on the campaign trail? He's got a book. He got like, uh, this memoir that's come out, uh, that's coming out, and like he went with Oprah and started tearing up. He's doing every interview. He got the the new goatee that's just like a chin goatee. So he's clearly he he did a whole Instagram thing where he got in shape, and it's like okay, 
got it. Like, you know, this is probably your last campaign and you're going to run it like hell. And look, if you look at the Vegas odds right now, he's the favorite. We'll see what, like what Cumber, what comes from Cumberbatch or another favorite emerges over the next couple months. Um, anything else you want to say about King Richard? Yeah, a couple things actually. Okay, um, let's do it. I, I'll say that I think that Will Smith is probably going to win this Oscar. It's not my number one performance for the year. That's Joaquin Phoenix and Come On, Come On, which at least those of you in New York and LA where it's playing should go see because it is a masterful movie. I'm but, seeing uh, it tomorrow. Shout yes. out to Lincoln Center. But that aside, um, yeah, he's he's going to win. He's he's going to win the Oscar absent something strange. I, I've seen the the Cumberbatch movie. He's it's good, but he's not going to he's not going to beat Will Smith. Um, mm-hmm. And just you know, look like the the porn star guy in Red Rocket is not gonna is not gonna he may he may win the Independent Spirit Award, but that guy's not not coming for uh, an Oscar. Maybe Leo. That's what I was say. Leo in Don't Look Up is that movie's gaining steam. We're seeing that next week, I think. But, yes, we uh, are. But uh, yeah, that that's that's gaining steam, and he's supposed to be quite quite good in it. So that could be the real the real matchup. And I, I just feel like the Spider-Man of it all has eaten Andrew Garfield, even though Tick, Tick, Boom is, um, <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, but it's supposed to be quite wonderful. Wait, what do you mean the Spider-Man of it all? Oh God. Everything about Andrew Garfield is just Spider-Man shit. There's but he's not in, but he's not in Spider-Man. He said, of, of course not. Um, course not there there's there's definitely not an invisible foot that kicks the lizard in the face in the new trailer or anything like that That so that was the seed listen as somebody who edits video that's a manipulated video that the internet got wrong andrew garfield (laughs) said he's not in spider-man i believe him uh yeah so uh that uh we did not <laughs> we we did not spend any time or anywhere near enough time on Anjane Ellis, who yes. is uh just I think a wonderful, wonderful character actress who I th- I think she was Emmy nominated. I don't think she won, but she should have for Lovecraft Country. Uh she had a relatively she was actually, you know what? Go to the inventionofdreams.com and read Friend of the Pod Yasha's review of the film The Subject which is a, a micro-budget indie film she was in this year, which is, uh, she's quite good. And she's also really good in If Beale Street Could Talk. All of mm-hmm. these are, are are very, very excellent. Small role, but very, very excellent in limited screen time. She's great. Uh, I would go so far as to say that she's the standout of the cast of this movie. And Ooh. it's no it's no slight on Smith. It's praise for how effective I think she is here. And I hope that she wins Best Supporting Actress. I think she's just I think she's just amazing. Over the mom in Belfast? Uh I love I love uh Katrina Belfi. I think she's great. Um yes. I think Anjana Ellis. Oh, oh is wow, you think Anjana Ellis? All right, we'll see. It's it's a bad thing that the thing I know the thing that I know Anjane Ellis from is Undercover Brother, but I also Beale Street Can Talk was my number one of 2018, so I I'm in full agreement on on her career. And and the last thing I want to say is I I don't find tennis to be all that compelling as a sport to watch. Um, I I played pong, so I I get it, <laughs> but um. Damn, the tennis is really well done in this movie. It's really well shot. It is it's clear that the girls who play the Williams sisters are doing a ton of this themselves. It's it's hard to tell. I I know that there's some some level of like CGI manipulation, but it's hard to tell. There's a lot of very long shots that the girls are clearly hitting like six or eight balls with authority and placement. It's just it's really impressive um meshing of actual 
you know, some actual athleticism in the actors with the performances that I, I thought particularly considering how these two turn out um, and the success of, of King Richard's plan, uh, I thought was very, I thought it was just very effective filmmaking to showcase the tennis the way they do, particularly in the practice scenes when we're used to like quick cut of a fist flying mm-hmm. and quick cut of a face reacting and shit like that. And here we're getting these beautiful long takes. You know what movie I thought of during every tennis scene? Uh, the movie from a couple years ago, Battle of the Sexes, with oh, yeah. Steve Carell Very and Emma, Emma Stone. Yep. That man, you want to talk about horribly done tennis scenes? That is a like most of the actual tennis that you see is like this overhead shot that they just like didn't even bother to actually film actual tennis scenes they just like filmed steve carell from one end and then filmed emma stone from one end and they never actually did the work and here i just got to give them credit the way i think they filmed these amateur these actors playing tennis is that they taught them how to play tennis and they filmed it and it looks like unbelievably real and like this is where you can, it's clear that they had tennis experts, obviously Venus and Serena being those tennis experts on set, but they had somebody to get their sports right where yep. the clinching points are more than just like, like, like in the wrong hands, you don't see an actual winning hit or a winning, winning serve or a winning backhand in tennis in the movie. And in here, it's clear that the strategy of like hit the hit it left, hit it right, hit it short, overpower them. They actually put, took the time to act to, to make it. So it's believable. Oh, this is how we earn that point. This is how we won this set rather than, you know, getting it wrong with just like, Oh, she slipped and missed it. And as a result, I got a, it's now 15 love. So I agree. The tennis is really good in this movie. And my last thought, did you happen to see who the cinematographer of this movie was? Yeah. The guy, the PTA's guy. Yeah. Who we're talking about in two weeks. Yeah. Oh man. This movie's really well shot. And that guy's, that guy's a fucking stud. He did a good night and good luck too, which is one of the best of the new age black and white movies. That guy's a stud and it, it shows this movie's really well shot. Yeah. Robert Ellswit. Ellswit. Yeah. He's awesome. He did There Will Be Blood, which is on the docket because PTA's got a movie coming out. Um, yeah, he, does, this- he does He does all the crazy shit for the Mission Impossible movies, too. So, like, he th- did, there's, uh, there's Ghost a- Protocol was the one that I saw that he did that I was impressed with. He did Rogue Nation also. And, ah, okay. and like, the, the crazy person shit of, like, actually filming, like, the logistics of filming Tom Cruise being an insane person is in, it's like a mind-blowing technical feat this guy's is just a fucking stud as this stuff goes mm-hmm. he also did the town and the king of staten island the thing i was stunned to realize when looking at it is he did j- uh jiggly 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 yeah yeah that's the good ben movie. affleck uh jennifer lopez movie the last time they dated he got his start like running the cameras on the empire strikes back he's he's ah, beast okay um well I think we've we've done this movie justice. What is your score out of 10 for King Richard? With my usual caveat about pushing back on scores, I'm going to call it a, a solid 8 out of 10. Okay. I am also at a solid 8 out of 10. Um, we haven't... We sh- I should hold off on with this change in any of your final reviews because we haven't done a sports movie yet. We haven't done Will Smith yet. We're about to do Robert Ellsworth. So... Those are the only three that would qualify, I think, for potential final reviews. So what I will ask you is we'll do some Oscar potential. And I have it right now winning an actor nominated for supporting actress if they play the campaign correctly. 
Is this a best picture nominee? 100%. 100%. Okay. I think it, it's it's a much clearer best picture nominee than anything other than Smith. It's a screenplay? It's even, even best picture before that. We're back to the locked set field of 10. Mm-hmm. It's very populous, crowd pleasing with the preferential ballot. It's going to show up high on a bunch of people's lists too, which means it's going to do damage in the actual voting. I I think it's probably the two seed. The fact that it did poorly at the box office is is not ideal for this stuff, but I think it's the two seed behind Belfast. Yeah, I haven't I haven't done the like written down my ten yet, or not even like what my top ten are, but what I think the, the ten, 10 nominees yeah, yeah. will be. Um, the only guarantees I think I could say right now, I think Dune will be a best picture nom. I think Belfast would be a best picture nom. I think Power of the Dog has a. I mean, the odds yep. for the. Uh, director of that movie she is running away with the lead um that's but, i mean that's crazy really the odds are so bad for oscar stuff don't you or actually you should bet the oscar stuff because the odds are, are bad campion is not winning best director i'm it's just saying movie. what i saw but whether it happens you, no. or not is is a whole no, different I, story everyone should go everyone should go make money on that i actually <laughs> I, okay I wouldn't. I think Licorice Pizza is going to get nominated. That's I think a nomination. Yeah. Um, PTA's got a shot because I, there's there's a just feel that that guy rocks, and I think it might be his turn again. His turn. Uh, but that is, I think Denis Villeneuve is is perhaps where your smart best director money is. Uh, okay. And then the other, uh, don't look up the the Netflix became movie. Yeah. That I think is a safe. Uh, safe one there's i mean there's come on come on there's nightmare alley there's tick tick boom well these are just movies i'm throwing out there that have prestige attached to them and then look steven spielberg has a musical of west side story coming out that if it's received well could make it into a, a top 10 so i mean potentially we're looking at five nominations for again potentially cinematography screenplay two acting noms and I then think, best I think picture Bert- I think Burnthal's got a oh, shot. Oh, Burnthal! I didn't even think about that. So there's a supporting actor potential there too. I'm not. I wouldn't. It's not where I'd put my money, but I think, I uh, I think there's potential. a shot. Yeah, I said potential. We're good. Um, oh, and did you say score? Because the score is really good. Oh, the score is really good too. And you know what? I thought a lot about um, how when the score is happening and how it. Like I thought about, we talked about the natural score in in the last yeah, episode. How it's it's great, and I thought. It met all of the sports moments throughout the movie that you need in a sports movie. So I, I agree with you there. So there's, okay, so eight-time Academy Award nominee, King Richard. It's in theaters and on HBO Max now. Uh, that'll do it for us. If you dig the show, head over to iTunes and drop a five-star rating and a review. Us, is there anything you'd like to plug? Follow me on Twitter at Oz on Movies. Read Yasha's writing uh, on theinventionofdreams.com. There you go. Um, and mine and others, but... Read Yash's well, this time. Just Yash's. No. I asked you if you wanted to plug. You plug Yash. Don't I'm read anything. Yash. Don't read anything from Oz when you go to inventionofdreams.com. Just read Yash. Um, you can check out our review of Ghostbusters Afterlife, which is currently available on this feed. They drop both of those episodes dropped at the same time. So if you got done listening to King Richard, if you haven't yet, check out Ghostbusters Afterlife. Later in this week, we'll be dropping another bonus review of the latest from Sir Ridley Scott, uh, House of Gucci. Uh, we have some thoughts. Um, and of course, as you have probably seen on social media and heard at the end of the last final review, we will be doing 
Toy Story this week with Encanto hitting theaters this weekend. It's time to talk about some animation, one of the greatest animated films of all time. Or is it? More on that soon. Thank you for listening, everybody, and tune in next time for another final review. Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down, and I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. <laughs> <laughs>